Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I'm feeling cosy. <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling really cosy. I'm looking right outside. If you're on Spotify, um, you'll be able to see me. If you're on any other podcast platform, then let me just explain. Let me just indulge in a minute in this coziness. I'm looking outside and it's a really, really rainy day. I've got a bloody lovely hot cup of coffee and I'm feeling really cozy on the outside and I'm feeling really cozy on the inside. I have been working through some bloody messy stuff lately in my own development, in my own evolution. Um, and I want to share some of that with you today, but I also want to share with you something that I talked about in an old episode that I'm going to find and I'm going to link it in the show notes. It's from too far back for me to scroll and scroll and scroll in the moment. Um, it would take up part of this episode that I don't want it to. So I'm going to link it in the show notes. Um, but it's, this episode is all about the false benefits of your toxic traits. Now, that might be a really weird thing. Like, why would my toxic traits have any benefits? Never mind false benefits. It's something that I see time and time again with my clients where when they come to me and they are very aware of the um, negative behaviors and negative thought patterns and negative thought loops, like there's the people that I work with, right? There's a level of self-awareness that they seem to have. And what I mean by that is, they are already aware of some of the stuff that is going on for them, some of the things that they're doing. Um, so I've got three examples that I can give you straight off because I've got some notes in front of me. A lot of people, when they come to me for the first time, they will tell me directly, I notice that I am playing small in business. I notice that I'm not backing myself. I notice that I'm not, I don't seem to be able to market and sell myself as the way that other people can seem to do it. Um, and it can play out in certain ways. Like I know for me, for example, that's certainly played out in a form of, I just can't seem to nail the language around what it is that I do. And you've probably heard me talk about it in other episodes. For other people, they'll come to me and their self-awareness will be all over the fact that they procrastinate, 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 procrastinate. They put things off. And it's like, it's almost like there's a level of acceptance around it. Like, oh yeah, I know that that's what I'm doing. I know that that's what I do. But I think they can't seem to be able to shift out of that. Um, another, which I see a lot when people first join the Thrive First method, because that is all about your relationship with your time, your relationship with your goals, your relationship with yourself. I see a lot of people staying really busy, like not being able to escape being so busy. And sometimes not even feeling like there's a choice, not even feeling like, you know, this is something that they've got any control over, never mind, uh, influence over, never mind control, right? So what I want to do in this episode is I want to call some of that out and I want to give you a shift in perspective in this episode so that you can call yourself out on when you notice that there's toxic traits or behaviors that feel negative or anything that's holding you back or keeping you playing small in life and in business, you can see how actually subconsciously there's benefits to that. So here's how it goes, right? One of, one of the first things that happens when people come to work with me is their self-awareness is raised and they actually, for the first time, maybe ever or in a long time, acknowledge what is actually happening. Now, for those of you who are joining me in Evolve or for those of you who work with me one-to-one, -one, one of the key differences in that work is the beginning of it. At the beginning of that work, 
you we basically dive into a consultation and that consultation is all about you it's all about your what you're aware of bringing out the parts that maybe you haven't been aware of and it's through a consultation form and then followed up with a consultation call the reason why i do it that way is because the most important part when i start to work with someone is that i understand what is going on with them and i understand where the areas are that they are looking to shift through and the best way for me to do that is for to get them to ask them the right questions initially to get them to pour everything out and a lot of the time by the way just to share experiences here a lot of the time when people pour things out for the first time it's a really vulnerable experience it's probably something that they've never done before it's probably something that feels very uncomfortable because it and i ha- i ha- I hear it time and I experience it time and time again. When people fill in that initial consultation form, they're like, wow, there was that they basically could have paid for that. Like they get things out of filling that in that they realize things about themselves that they've never really seen before or they've never really expressed before. Never mind with anyone else, even with themselves. So this is what I mean by bringing out your own truth. I speak about it a lot, right? So then they give that form to me. Then we get on their first call and we do this consultation where what I'm doing and what I've done for the prep for the call is I've looked through all of that information and I've got the right questions to ask to bring out the parts that they may not have necessarily explained or admitted to even with themselves. And what I'm really looking for is what are we avoiding? What is the discomfort that we would rather stay away from? And what are the in between the lines here that we need to know about collectively co to co-create change in, and transformation in your experience and what i noticed that comes out of that experience for my clients is their self-awareness has been massively raised and one of the things that happens after any self-judgment has happened which inevitably it does because it takes skill that they develop to be able to reflect on themselves and evolve without self-judgment and criticism, which is, by the way, part of the reason why it's so uncomfortable to do in the first place, because we look at what we've written and we're like, shit, I don't like that I think those things. So that's why we avoid it, right? And they get curious. And one of the things that I love developing the skill of with my clients is the ability to help them get curious with themselves and start like looking at their behaviors and start looking at I've called it in this episode like toxic traits but really what I mean is just behaviors that you are aware of that you are doing that don't necessarily serve you but you are you're very aware that you do them right and the next so As we sort of progress in their journey, one of the next things that I'll do with them is I'll start asking them questions. And I'm sharing this in this episode because it's something that you can do on your own. It's definitely, I I can't can't hide the fact that it's definitely something that is um, more effective when it's being led by someone who is both experienced and qualified. Hello. (laughs) But you can do this yourself, right? When you've listed out, like, these are the things that I'm doing. So maybe I am playing small. Maybe I'm not shining my light very brightly. Maybe I am procrastinating. Maybe I am staying really, really busy. 
The next thing that I want you to do, once you've raised your self-awareness and you've got really clear on what is it that you're doing, what is your preferred method of holding yourself back? Because we've all got them and it's not usually just one. It's like an array of things that we do. And by the way, me too. And I facilitate this work for other people, right? I still have to do this work for myself. We all do because we're all fucking human, okay? I want you then to do something that might, might fuck with your brain a little bit. What I want you to do next when you've written it all out is I just want you to acknowledge any false benefits. Let me explain. When, let me go through the three examples that I've got, right? When we play small, let me explain what playing small might be. And it's a bit of a buzzword. It's a bit of a buzz phrase. But what I really mean is like not being, not playing, not showing up in life and in business, you sized. So I'm not here to say you need to play big. Like I feel like that's been very worn. I am here to say play you sized, right? If you know that you are a specialist in your field, own that. If you know that you've just got an inherent gift in being able to make people feel great, own that. If you're really good at being able to solve problems really, really quickly and help others in that way, own that. And I don't know who's listening to this episode, so I don't know if you're in a job. I don't know if you work for yourself. Um, But when I say own it, I mean both in here So I'm patting myself right now inside of you, own it. And I also mean own it out loud. When was the last time that you said to someone, I'm really good at that. I'm really good at that. When was the last time on your website without hiring a copywriter or a marketing expert that you actually went, and I am probably one of the best that you're going to get at that thing. I own that. We've been, this is on the topic of playing small, right? We've been taught to not play us sized because don't don't shine too brightly. Because if you do, you might you might outshine them and that might make them feel uncomfortable. Don't do that. Don't shine too brightly because if you shine really brightly, it gives someone else somewhere uh, an opportunity to come along and say, you're not that bright, you know. Mm-mm, you're not that bright. Who do you think you are? shining your light so brightly. Who actually do you think you are? Do you think you're that great? You're not. And so one of the reasons why I notice we all play smaller is because it's safer. I was talking with a friend of mine earlier on today, and we were talking about this whole concept of remaining in our safety zone. And we were saying how it's quite gray in that place. The color is like sucked out of it because when we're not colorful, when we're not shining brightly as just not more than who we are, just as ourselves, right? When we're not owning who we are and what we're great at and what we contribute in our very own unique way, what can often happen is we feel a bit gray and we seem a bit gray, right? And it's safe to be a bit gray. Let me explain. This is what I mean by acknowledge the false benefits. When I play small, And when I don't own my greatness, what that means, a false benefit of that is no one can come along and say, yeah, you're not that good, you know. When I play small and I do not own my greatness, it means that someone else, a false benefit of that is that someone else can't come along and be like, it's offensive to me that you think you're so great. Do you see? Let's take the next example, procrastination, 
right? So we've got procrastination. And for those of you who are unclear on what procrastination is, it's when we know we have something to do or be or um, work on, work towards, but we do everything but that thing. We do everything but that thing. I'm just going to pause the recording here while I have a sip of my coffee and then I'm going to come back and talk more about this. Wait. Stop doing that. I've got to stop making a coffee at the beginning of an episode and then it's at the end and it's a bit cold. Thanks for the break. Procrastination, right? So that's what procrastination is. So when we do it, sometimes, a lot of the time, most of the time, People know that they're doing it. They know that they're putting something off. They know that they're doing all of this other stuff in order to avoid that thing. Um, and the most personal example that I can give you is usually around sales and marketing with me, where I know that there is time and energy and effort as a business, as a responsible business owner, that I should be putting into my sales and marketing. But it's much, much easier <laughs> for me to do anything but that. And you will have your own examples that you're literally thinking of right now that you know you put it off. And what I'm here to say is the false benefit of you procrastinating in that way is that you get to avoid the discomfort of what might hypothetically happen if you do that thing. Let me say it again. In the avoidance of it, in the procrastination, what is happening what the false benefit of that is, is that you get to avoid the discomfort of the hypothetical outcome that might happen as a result of you doing the thing. So if you're a photographer and you've taken these beautiful images and you know that all that's left to do is edit them down and send them to your client, your worry might be that you might send them to your client and they might go, oh, it's not really what I thought it would be. So what's easier to do is avoid editing them down and take ages in sending them over to your client. And then maybe your client can be annoyed with you about the time it's taken. And that to you might be like, well, that doesn't make sense, but it does to me. They're still annoyed with you, yeah, but at least they're not annoyed with you at the thing that is your deepest wound. Is my work good enough? At least they're only annoyed with me that I'm taking ages. And it's really sneaky, the false benefits of our, our own toxic traits. It's really sneaky stuff. And in Evolve, in this program that I'm going to be coaching people through, you are going to have that heightened self-awareness of all of the things that you will natural, your natural go-tos, your natural methods of avoiding the discomfort of actually making progress in a way that is suitable and appropriate for you as the unique human that you are in your own version of evolution. I just want to point out to you on this podcast episode that there are false benefits of some of the things that you might class as negative things or things that you might moan about about yourself. The last example that I've given there is staying busy. I see this a lot. So most of it, if you've been here a while, you'll know I've got a, a method. It's trademarked. It's amazing. It's called the Thrive First Method. And it's a self-development space. It's a personal development container. And it's very self-driven, but you're very supported by me live, right? And the method helps you in a few areas. The method helps you to have a better relationship with your time. It helps you to have a better relationship with meaningful goals, a better relationship with your decision-making and a better um, relationship with yourself. Um. And it's a practice. I want to make that really clear. Like this is, it's very you led. It's a practice. 
and it's um pretty incredible as a space to be honest and one of the things that I find when people come to the Thrive First Method for the first time is they recognize Im- immediately how busy they are. They recognize it immediately, like, oh my God, I'm so busy. And as they practice the method, they get less and less busy and more and more <laughs> effective. <laughs> less and less busy, more and more productive. Productive in a meaningful sense, productive in a sense that feels good to them. And part of that development is them recognizing the false benefits of them being busy in the first place. They were so busy. They were so busy. And the false benefits to them being busy were they got to avoid saying no to anyone. Because guess what? Saying no to people feels like shit. (laughs) When they were busy, they got to um, not uphold boundaries with themselves, right? And they, oh God, they'll moan about that. They'll moan about that. Oh, you know, I've been working till 10 o'clock at night. I've been working 12 hour days. They're so, so busy. But that get that means that they get to avoid their own exercise and their own health and their own well-being. And you might be there like, how is that a false benefit? That's just shit. No, no, it's not. Because looping all the way back, if we work on our health and our well-being, then we shine. And so there's almost like this false benefit of being so busy that I get to put myself second. And when I put myself second to all of that stuff, it reaffirms that I'm not worthy. And I get to live in this space of you're not worthy. Don't even bother. And we don't allow ourselves to own our own greatness, to own our own value um, and to own our own inherent worthiness of feeling good. And when we get to avoid that, then we get to live into this space of a bit of martyrdom, a bit of, well, it must be nice. It must be nice for you guys to get to be able to do all of those things. I can't, I'm too busy. And it's a safe space in there because when we're busy, guess what it takes, the false benefit, guess what it takes away from you? It takes away from you that you actually own some of your choices. When you're so busy, it means that you do not have to be responsible for your own decisions because you're so busy. I can't possibly, I'm too busy, right? There's a false benefit to it. So I've used three examples in this episode of how there are false benefits to some of the things that you may well moan about and some of the things that you may well be thinking, my God, I can't bear this. But in all of the things that you say that you cannot bear, I'm asking you in this episode to flip the coin. Flip the coin and have a look at But in me upholding these things, and I'm not saying that there aren't external issues going on. I'm not saying that it isn't massively nuanced. I'm not saying that there isn't context to your situation. You're you as the unique human listening to this episode. I'm not saying that there's not context to it. I'm sure that there is. What I am saying is for all of the things that you uphold through your thoughts and your beliefs and your behaviors, there will absolutely be false benefits in order, in, in order to uphold those things. There will be false benefits that you are in receipt of by you upholding those thoughts, those beliefs, and those behaviors. And I want you in this episode to recognize what they are, raise your self-awareness, get curious, and acknowledge what those false benefits might be. And lastly, you might be listening to this thinking, all right, Nick, you've got me. Like, <laughs> I can agree with this. I, I get it. 
there are false benefits to some of the things that I've been upholding and there are false benefits to some of the ways that I've been behaving. Okay. So now that we're together on this, what I'm asking you to do is get behind something in your favor. Get behind it. It is going to take something strong and powerful in order for you to shift through the thoughts and behavioral patterns and um, beliefs that are holding you back. And so if I keep this one playing small, for example, okay, so how is playing small, what's, what has playing small cost me? So I know the false benefits of it. The false benefits of playing small for me in my business have been, I don't have to then own how great my work is. And if I don't own how great it is, what that then means is no one can come and say, it's not that great, you know, it's not. Actually, no, it's not. If I don't own how and express verbally how amazing this work is, it means that no one can come along and be like, hey, you shouldn't be charging that, you know, it's not worth that. So if I don't own it, it means that I, I don't take responsibility. I can step back into this gray area. Now, now that we've acknowledged the false benefits of it, what I'm asking you to do is get behind something in favor of you loosening the grip of that toxic trait. Up until this point, it's been safe for you to play small. Up until this point, it's been safe for you, safer for you to procrastinate. Up until this point, it's been safer for you to stay busy. And we know that because you've been doing it. This isn't an episode to be like, hey, you dickhead, why have you been doing those things? This is an episode to be like loads of self-compassion, no self-judgment, but let's recognize that you deserve better than this. Yeah. Now I want you to get behind something in your favor. So for me, if it's like, okay, cool. I see that I've been trying to keep myself safe in inverted commas by playing small. How can I get behind doing things that slowly and um, cautiously, and I mean cautiously in order to protect myself so I don't freak the fuck out, yeah? How do I make small steps out of those behaviors, out of those thought patterns, out of those beliefs, so that I can take small steps and create small pieces of evidence that compound in order to give me new evidence that says it's safe to not do that anymore. It's safe to not play small anymore. It's safe to own who you are and show up online as the greatness that you are. It's safe for you to own on your CV how amazing the work that you do is and how impactful it's been in the businesses that you've worked with. It's safe for you to recognize and acknowledge out loud that you are one of the most supportive people you have ever met or whatever, right? Whatever that looks like for you. I want you to get behind something that is in your favor. And one of the best ways that I have personally found of doing this is by recognizing what it is costing me to uphold that negative behavior. So I'll give you some examples and then I'll wrap up the episode. What is it costing me to play small? Okay, cool. So it is costing me my self-esteem because the longer that I play smaller than what I really am, it's making me believe that I'm not that great. What is it costing me to play small? It's Well, it's costing me financially because the more I don't go, hey, everyone, I've got a megaphone. Hey, you should come and do this work with me. It's amazing. Look, this is what my clients are saying. now, And they're saying it. And now I'm going to own it too. Shout really loud. Well, what's that costing me by not doing that? It's costing me that there are companies out there who are unethical 
drawing people to them, making shit tons of money and having a great career and great experiences. And I'm over here in, in the dark, in the like a little mushroom, just being like, no, I'm, I'll just stay nice and quiet and nice and small. What else is it costing me? It's costing me not being able to work with the amazing people that I want to work with because they don't know where I am. They can't find me. So I've got all of these clients being like, oh my God, this has changed my life. Oh my God, this is amazing. But because I'm not shouting it out there, no one can find me. And therefore less and less people are uh, impacted positively by this work. So if I can get behind all of those costs and be fired up by all of those costs, then I can see that there is good reason for me to own the responsibility of stepping out of these toxic traits. Again, in small steps, creating small pieces of evidence that tell me it's safe. Give me the evidence that actually this is a good thing and it feels good and it's okay. And the worst thing isn't going to happen. Let's look at procrastination. Well, we know why it's what we know why I've been doing it. We know we're curious. We understand why we've been doing it, but what has it been costing me to put that off? Well, it's been costing me in terms of my customer satisfaction because the more I put it off, the longer they have to wait. And that's costing me in terms of my reputation. So when all when I see all of these costs building up, I then have to have a really honest word with myself and ask myself the question, can I be driven by those costs and take small steps to make it easier for myself to show myself that actually it's safe for me to own that part of not procrastinating, not putting these things off and get behind that. And when I say get behind it, I mean energetically, right? You know, when you get behind something, it's a little bit like um, if you ever have seen people, uh, you know, when someone's running for prime minister or president and you see all of their supporters, that's what it looks like to get behind something. They are behind, they are visibly, energetically behind it. That is what I mean. When I say get behind it, that's what I mean. It's like you are in support of taking this new action. You are in support of not procrastinating anymore because you recognize all of the costs to it. And you are in support of, you are getting behind taking new and different action because you recognize the costs. Yes, there are false benefits, usually that look like we get to avoid the discomfort, but the, it comes with a cost. And the question is, are you willing to pay that price? Are you willing to pay that cost? And or would you rather take small steps to come out of that conditioning? That's the work that we do, right? The last one, staying busy. We know why we're doing it, to avoid the discomfort of X, Y, and Z, to avoid our own greatness sometimes, to avoid the courageous things that we could be doing because we're so busy with all of this admin or we're so busy doing those things, right? Can we get behind doing something differently because of the what it's costing us to be so busy. My God, like it's some with some of the clients that I work with, it's costing them their health. It's costing them their relationships. It's costing them literally time in their life where they could be doing things that are really meaningful to them and they're not because they're just so busy. And it makes me, like it fires me up because I'm like, you are here and only you, you wonderful fucking being, can contribute the way that you can. And all this while, while you're just being really busy on things that you've convinced yourself are really important 
and must be done right now, all that while you're not doing the things that only you can do, contributing in the ways that only you can contribute. And that is costly. That is so costly. So can you get behind that? You know, can can you be driven? Can you be motivated by what it's costing you? And that might feel a little bit negative, like, well, it's being driven by uh, almost like a, uh, uh, what it's costing me place. But I can almost guarantee that when you start taking steps in favor of you stepping into your own potential, that feels good. Even when it doesn't go your way, it feels good. Because even when it doesn't go your way, you learn lessons that you could have never learned if you continue to play safe, procrastinate and stay busy. And you also learn in that space that it is safe to learn. For us as adults, particularly for us as professionals or business owners, or when it feels like there's a lot riding on it, when it feels like the stakes are high, what we don't allow ourselves to do very often is learn. And I'm here to say that, yeah, you might have the fancy job title. Yeah, you might be in your 30s or 40s. Yeah, you might, you know, be a leader and people might be looking to you. But did you know that you're still learning? <laughs> did you know that it's still safe to evolve? Did you know that this isn't it? Did you know that actually this is just the beginning for you? You're a baby. And I don't mean <laughs> you're a baby. <laughs> I'm not calling you a baby, but I am calling you a baby. A baby in terms of like, there's still so much growth for you left to do. There's still so much evolution. This is just like one of the iterations of you. That's how I feel. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like a baby all of the time. I feel like a master sometimes. Like I feel like I really am, you know, very experienced and also quite gifted at what I do. At the same time, I feel brand new, wide open to learning all of the things because I don't believe that we stop evolving just because we've got the the job or the the business or or the team and I want to sort of position with you that all the while you're trying to position yourself as in control and having your shit together and knowing all of the things and really leading you know you're actually taking something away from yourself which is the fact that you don't need to have it all together to lead you don't need to know it all you do not need to have your shit together (laughs) you don't need to be in control In fact, it's very inspirational to those around you when you say, I'm still learning, I'm still evolving, I'm still growing, and I encourage you to do the same, you know? So I really hope this episode served you both in the way that I've structured it and hopefully the tips that I've given, but I also hope it served you in terms of you assessing, are you going to come do this work with me? I I really want to give you a kick up the arse to say, what is it that you're waiting for? Um, there is a link in the show notes to this episode, which is taking you straight to an inquiry call. Book it in, book it in. The things that I've got available right now while this episode is being released is on the 17th of April, 2023, the doors to evolve are closing. There are eight spaces. They are filling up. The second way that you can work with me is in a one-to-one capacity in the inner work journey. And the third way that you can work with me is, um, the Thrive First Method. If you're not sure where you might be best placed, but you know that you want to do this work together, just book a call. 
It's as simple as that. And please know that when you get on that call, nothing is ever awkward. So if I listen to what you're saying and I know that there's actually another service or another resource or another coach out there that I feel would be better suited to you that is in my network, I'll point you in that direction. If um, it's a case of finances, I'll let you know what payment plans are available. If it's a case of affordability, I'll let you know what is in the scope of you being able to afford or what if, if, if it's just free stuff, what episodes might be out there that could help you from a free perspective. But if you are serious about doing this work, if you know that you want to do it and it's just a case of you not be, really being sure where to place yourself, please book in a call because I am owning how amazing this work is. And I am owning the fact that it's not life-changing as in the situations and circumstances of your life change. Life and business is still going to continue to throw a shitload of shit at you. You are just going to be better equipped within yourself to authentically deal with it as you and also lead in your inner world again. And what I really mean by that is up until a point of working together, a lot of my clients feel like they're just on this hamster wheel as a passenger in their own life. And what is a real joy for me is to see them come out of the other side, actually leading in their life again and leading in business again and really owning all aspects of them. So there's your invitation. If that's the work that you want to do too, the door is wide open. The link is in the show notes. Otherwise, please never forget, I am always cheering you on. And I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.